Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine like one of them watches this. If they dots don't (laughs) exist, like (laughs) I will connect it. Hey guys, welcome to Lovecast, the Boys Love Podcast. I'm your host, Alexa, and with me are my fellow hosts, Pixie and Kayla. Hey. So today we've got another deep dive episode for you guys, and we're going to be talking about a Korean BL that has had the three of us hooked and has managed to bring some of us out of our watching slumps to some degree, and that is The Eighth Sense, which just wrapped up airing this past week after 10 episodes. So yeah, there's a lot to unpack with this show. I feel like it had a lot that was different from other KBLs that we've seen. Mm. So we felt like there was a lot that we could get into and kind of discuss and just, yeah, go over our general thoughts on it. So yeah, starting off there, let's just talk about the overall story, the writing, that kind of stuff. I feel like this show in general has gotten a lot of praise for the way it was written and Mm. a lot of the topics that it delved into. It was a really interesting flow in the way the story was told and i think that's partially Mm -hmm. writing and Mm -hmm. partially production which i'm sure we can dive into that more when we talk like about the production aspects but like the combination of like jay wan's therapy sessions and voiceovers from that as well as like getting jihyun's point of view and so i feel like there was a really interesting mix of points of view in terms of Mm -hmm. writing that kind of Mm -hmm. made the story feel more dynamic i guess yeah i really love how they like made the therapy a part of the story Mm -hmm. it's not really something Mm -hmm. you see especially in bls at all like who goes to therapy (laughs) but it was like a great way to get insight into a character's Mm -hmm. thoughts and what's maybe happened in the past without having to do a lot of flashbacks or do inner monologue exposition kind of Yeah. yeah Mm-hmm. And it does, like, highlight a very important topic, especially in Asia with mental health and, like, the stigma around therapy. So I thought that was really, really good. Yeah. 
I really like the therapist as a character because I guess it's kind of like an occupational hazard, but a lot of the times when like therapists or psychologists come out in TV shows in general, it's just like really hard to watch because mm-hmm. I also <sighs> like I'm I guess educated in psychology to some degree. I have a degree in psychology mm-hmm. and part of a master's. So like I don't know, a lot of the depictions are often very stereotypical and Mm. just really cringy to watch and it's like not a super accurate representation of like therapy in general but I really liked Jay Wan's therapist I thought she was written really well and like she felt more like what an actual therapist would sound Mm. like and how they would speak with their clients instead of Mm -hmm. just like a robotic like this is what I think a therapist would talk like in a session like tell me how you're feeling type vibe like she really she really drilled him and like got on him which I thought Mm -hmm. felt realistic and Mm -hmm. I think that was something that came across all throughout the show but I think you know with his therapy being such a crucial aspect of his writing as a character and kind of unpacking his character and stuff like that I'm glad that she seemed well written as a character Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, just talking about the story in general, and we can get into a synopsis of what actually happens. Yeah. But (laughs) I feel like it's honestly one of the best stories I've heard Mm -hmm. in BL this Mm -hmm. year. Like, it's just so unique in every way. And the thing that really stuck out for me, other than the therapy, is there's so much symbolism with water. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was so interesting. Like, you have the aquarium in the therapist's office, and then, of course, the surfing club. And I just feel like it's really interesting. Han River was also, like, symbolic. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like it's really interesting that the main characters are in the surfing club. And, like, there's this idea of them kind of getting lost in each other and, like, the Mm -hmm. idea of being together, which is much like the ocean that Mm -hmm. you can get lost in and there's just like also like the ocean there's like these endless possibilities of how their relationship and matter of fact their lives how they could turn out because they're all not just them but all the characters are going through some individual struggles just Mm -hmm. like you know with trying to find jobs for after they graduate and Mm -hmm. just navigate young adult life I guess yeah so I thought yeah. that everything with the water was very on point and mm-hmm. yeah. was really nice. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking that like this is generally like a story that revolves around school, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like it's a school BL. Yeah. Like it's just there. It's just part of the daily life of these characters, but it's not like it very heavy on like the story like when you describe this BL, you won't like even talk about the school. Talk about yeah. the school even yeah, though I mean, they're there. Yeah. If you think about it, like it's a very character driven story because like honestly the plot itself is very like slice of life. Like there's not mm-hmm. a lot of like actual plot going on. So it's very much driven by the characters and what they're experiencing and how mm. that's impacting them. Because like if you think about like the synopsis, and this is for people who maybe haven't watched the show yet but want to get an idea of it, it's basically about this freshman who's coming from the countryside to start university in Seoul and he happens to run into the senior 
at the restaurant he works at one night and they kind of have this tension going on and he finds out they go to the same university and essentially he joins the surfing club because the senior is in the surfing club and as they Mm -hmm. get to know each other like it's kind of like an immediate like there's something there type situation Mm -hmm. and so the show's really about them navigating that and the feelings along with their trauma and, you know, them trying to understand themselves as characters. One of Mm -hmm. them, you know, this is his first time ever being in the city. He's a freshman in university. The other one has... Super naive. Yeah. Little innocent puppy, like, (laughs) does not know the ways of the world, you know, while the other one has had, like, so much trauma happen Mm -hmm. to him throughout his life. And that kind of has made him very jaded to... Like, getting close to people, and he's very much putting up a front-type person, but, like, they kind of unpack that with each other. So, Mm -hmm. super, super character-driven story, and, like, the flow of the story, like, everything revolves around, like, these two characters and how they're understanding themselves and and each Mm -hmm. other. And so I think it makes the way the story flows very interesting. Mm -hmm. I did hear some people talking that they thought that the story was moving along too slowly, but Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that because for me, um, if you look at the story very above the surface, you're just looking, there won't be much there, but there's so many small details all the time that is driving this story. And I thought that it had like a very natural progression that didn't feel rushed and it didn't feel too slow, especially considering where they were coming from, both of them, Mm -hmm. and how new it all was in different aspects. Yeah. The pacing for me was perfect. Mm -hmm. I've, this is like the closest I've come to perfect pacing in a show. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, for me, it felt very reminiscent of, like, it feels very indie, first of all, like, it feels very mm-hmm. much like an indie film or an indie movie. But I was also reminded in, like, Huang Da Soul, like, it felt yeah. kind of like the yeah. way that she directs things, yeah. specifically thinking of Blooming and To My Star 2, mm-hmm. with, like, the pacing and the characters coming together and that kind of, like, ebb and flow of their relationship. Didn't uh, one of the directors work with Wong I think Dussel. so. One of the scriptwriters or one of the executive like producers or something had worked with her previously. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you can see the influence there and in, in that yeah. style of like directing and storytelling. But yeah, no, I think. And if you think about it, like with KBL, like first of all, this was ten episodes, which is usually KBL is eight, and the episodes were 30 to 40 minutes each. So, like, Mm -hmm. I think we've kind of gotten into this place with Korean BLs with, like, we're expecting a story to be told basically in two hours, like eight 15-minute episodes. And this one had more time and more episodes Mm. to kind of draw things out a little bit and kind of make it feel more like, I don't know, it felt like we were going through it with the characters more than just, like, watching it happen to them. Didn't they release the movie first and then they cut it into the a series? The movie version was released in Korea first. Right. And it's only mm. been in theaters in Korea. And yeah. it's like a two-hour version. So I am mm-hmm. I would be curious to see like how they cut it down to two hours. Because yeah. for me, it felt like every part of that mm, story needed. was like essential yeah. to it. 
But I mean, I did say some people say they thought it would work better as like a two hour movie mm-hmm. or like in movie format. So I'd be curious to see how it played out that way. Yeah, I really like that they went with this route, like doing a movie first and then building mm-hmm. on the feedback they got probably and everything right. they saw themselves in the movie like making a better show because mm-hmm. usually korean bls do it the other way around they make mm-hmm. the show first and then making it into a movie and the movie is usually better but when they like the eight cents did it how they did it they had more space more mm-hmm. yeah. time to really flesh it out and make it great so I'm pretty like amazed at what they managed to do. Mm. And I do I have to say like I do get like some Scandinavian vibes off it. Yeah. I think <laughs> I don't know if someone said this or maybe it just like popped into my head since you said Scandinavian, but it kind of gives me like I can see like a little bit of young royals pacing kind Mm -hmm. of in it and like scam Mm -hmm. and like those Mm -hmm. kind of like shows as well so and i know the director Hmm. is german so i'm sure there's a lot of european influence in the way he decided to execute the story Mm -hmm. which probably is why it feels less like a korean bl and more like an indie film or a european queer Mm -hmm. media but yeah so yeah i definitely agree with that yeah I did see some people doing like the age old, this is too good to be a BL speech. <laughs> oh, this, this, this show has like, there's been so much discourse about this show. And I think it's because it came out that like the director told the actors not to watch any BL for the show, Mm -hmm. but he wanted them to watch like Call Me By Your Name and like these very specific queer films. So I think that kind of led into the argument, well, well, then that's not a BL because like the director like didn't want them to view it that way, blah, 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 Mm blah. But there's been a lot of discourse around this as a BL. I think that you you can't argue that this isn't a BL. It does have all the BL elements. Mm-hmm. But like the directors are using influence from queer media to make it and that's what's making it great. It's it's mm-hmm. what we saw with Game Boys, all of these like that's generally what I think like Heartstopper 2 has yeah. like BL elements but is like queer coded (laughs) like it's more it's more realistic and it's creating sort of like a enhanced bl experience but it's still a bl and it that doesn't make it bad like Mm -hmm. saying something is a bl doesn't automatically make it worse than queer media it's just different like it's something other There are, like, multiple things I want to say about this. (laughs) So I'm trying to figure out what to start with first. So, yeah, I always feel very, I always feel very strongly when people do the this is too good to be BL thing. Mm -hmm. Because I think especially when you take into consideration that there is a foreign director as part of this project, having Mm -hmm. that kind of sentiment feels a little bit xenophobic. Mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. the Asian country in question, yeah. which would be Korea, and just like the genre of BL in general. Because it's like, truly, what do you mean by that? Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you mean like, that it's yeah. not as good because it's Asian? Because it's yeah. 
mostly written by women because it's like there's this list of things where it's like what do you actually mean yeah, when you're it's saying like explain that? yourself yeah yes and what was my other point <laughs> i just got so annoyed by that that i lost my whole train of thought <sighs> kayla and i were having a discussion recently about the and this i feel like this also ties into the discourse of like korean bls being superior to thai bl and it's like this is also this comes from korea so it's automatically better and then somehow it's like too good to be a bl at the same time and we were kind of talking about like the racism that comes implied with that because it's like bls from korea are superior to bls from these southern asian countries like thailand and the philippines and vietnam and these other places and there's just like a lot of what is there was what? a word that Kayla used, and now I can't think of it. Eth- there's ethnic superi- Eth- superiority. Yes, thank, yes yeah. thank you. Yes. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> yes. And I've been seeing a lot of discourse about that with this show especially, because it's being, like, hailed as something so different. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, this is so different from anything we would get from thailand-type discourse and like that kind of stuff just never sits right with me because it's very very pointed especially when east asian countries are already like hailed as superior to other asian countries right so it just feels very pointed in the way that they're those arguments are like what are you even saying (laughs) i mean if you look at shows from bls or like young royals and compare it to a show in Thailand and then compare it to a show in Japan. And, like, there's they're different countries. Mm-hmm. They have different styles. They have different colorings they use. That Like, none of them are more superior than the other. Yeah. They're just different. <laughs> like, it's just on a line. It's not, like, on a hill. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, that I, is my hilarious. other... <laughs> My other point was just that I feel like as time goes on, a differentiation between categorizing stuff just matters less and less. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't think it matters being so gung-ho about this is a BL, this is not a BL. Yeah, and yeah, that ties into like, know. why don't you want something to be labeled as a BL? BL. Because you see it as lesser. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, if we really want to I- get into that, like, we shouldn't care if something is labeled as a bl or as queer media because neither them is better or worse than the other they all have good shows and bad shows you know yeah i do think like there's some sort of like gatekeeping going on that people because bl is like connected to women that is like yeah lesser which is bullshit so stop saying that but yeah back to the show (laughs) (laughs) okay so like let's move into talking about like the characters and the casting i feel like with kbls you never know what you're going to get Mm. in terms of yeah i mean a lot of the actors are new actors so i can oftentimes give it the benefit of the doubt and like Mm -hmm. not think too much about whether the acting is like god tier or anything like that but honestly there was no one in this cast that stuck out to me as feeling like they weren't i don't know everyone just kind of knocked it out of the park yeah the bartender oh the one guy who uh. spoke english <laughs> that was oh my God. a little bit weird like dude, that, that was worse that was that him you have and to i was just so... like oh is that the german guy because that That's would make I sense but it wasn't the director making a cameo, but it wasn't 
Like, For real. what was that even? Yeah. yeah. You have to be so careful with putting, like, English lines in a show like that because you end up sometimes sounding like the white guy NPC or NC. Yeah. What is the, the abbreviation? Same happened Whatever. with Squid video Game, game. With, the, with the Americans in Squid oh, Game. K-dramas yeah. are famous for, like, when they cast an <laughs> American, so they will literally, it's like they just find the first white person they see on the street and are like, do you want to be in a K-drama? <laughs> and just yeah. give them a line to say. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's you know what, what we get. It's, it's like that so guy. Bad. <laughs> it sounds so bad. They Aside actually did him. the English they did in To My Start was pretty good. Like the one girl that talked in English. It was a little bit off, but she was at least acting. <laughs> like it wasn't like one of those like just white guys just talking in saying, like a saying, monotone. Reading a script yes. as a sentence. <laughs> yeah. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. Heather yeah, says no, that like NPCs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. NPCs. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I don't have any complaints about the acting. Like, mm-hmm. I thought everyone did really good. Everyone and did really good. It honestly felt like real people who just, like, had a yeah. camera following them around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there wasn't anything super exaggerated or, like, I just feel like their reactions to stuff and their interactions were so real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's them. <laughs> Do you right. know what I mean? Like, it's just mm-hmm. natural. It was so natural that I can't imagine their personalities being different than what it was in the show. Mm-hmm. Because it just looked like it's that's who they are. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't yeah. imagine anything else. Yeah. yeah, they really embodied the characters. And I feel mm-hmm. like it kind of ties into what we talked about with the BL and the Bechdel test episode with like, yeah. every character mm-hmm. felt really dynamic and like they had a point in the story i loved all of the women i loved airy i loved mm. yunwan i loved the boss at the restaurant and even unji like we said like yeah she was a bitch but like it wasn't bad because she wasn't the only woman in the show and they also weren't painting some type of stereotype of all women with her mm-hmm. and it was the same with like jun pyo as the best friend like he just gave like peak like best friend vibes like yeah. rooting for you from the sidelines and even <laughs> what's his name the stupid one Young, that guy <laughs> yeah he was the worst but like sometimes yeah. it's okay to have a character you hate like you know like yeah do i think jaywan should have forgiven him in the end no no but, you know. <laughs> yeah yeah no I so i just really appreciated all of the characters and i felt like the cast and the casting was really dynamic and yeah i just appreciate that it felt like they cast real people like you know not everyone was like look like they walked off of a runway or something like they look like yeah. real people and real university students mm-hmm. they dress like real university students like it just felt authentic like yeah Yunwan was like rocking overalls like in a sweatshirt every day like that's how people dress in college like not everyone's mm-hmm. walking around in designer clothes and all this stuff so yeah they just felt mm-hmm. real like real students yeah yeah, you know, a pet peeve of mine is whenever I'm watching a show and it looks like the clothes are like, you just put them on off the rack. They're mm-hmm. like completely uh. new and oh, it annoys me or so Or like the poor, much. the poor character who still wears all of these like designer brand and has right. like 10 different purses and 10 different jackets and all yeah. that stuff. And I'm like, 
are we must be different types of poor because (laughs) (laughs) i have one bag that i've used for like six years you know yeah Mm -hmm. honestly shout out to yunwan like the actress who plays her because i feel like she really was just like so good yeah there was that one scene in episode nine Mm-hmm. wherever she just kind of has like the internal breakdown that ends up coming out whenever nothing's working out with the yes. surfing club and that really stuck with me as like one of my favorite scenes and just the, her acting was so mm-hmm. good i loved her mm-hmm. yeah all around great yeah can't complain yeah so I feel like with the production of this show another thing i think that kind of ties into what we were saying about the story writing and the flow being very, like, different. There are definitely very unique production choices and editing choices that were made. Mm-hmm. Like, they put a lot of symbolism, like, in the opening scenes and opening sequence. Like, there was that one episode, it was the episode after Ji-hyun's accident, where they just played the opening sequence with no music at all. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, did someone forget to like, put in the opening soundtrack? But I feel like they use like the opening as like very symbolic and like they did that on purpose because mm-hmm. we weren't supposed to know at that point, like, is Jihyun alive or is he dead? Right. Like what happened type situation. So I feel like they really tied the editing choices that were made in mm. with the story. Yeah. I really love that they are, they put so much details into every aspect of the production like the editing coloring everything because it really shows like the passion they had for the project and it's not just like a job and they're just Mm -hmm. getting through it and like they they have real passion for making it the best they can and putting themselves into it with all these details and little things that aren't really wouldn't doesn't really matter for the story but it does lend some to like the the wholeness of it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's the thing that really stuck out to me is that you could tell this series was made by people who just love film with like Mm -hmm. all their being they just love Mm -hmm. it so much they love all the artistic direction behind it all the technique stuff like that mm-hmm. which is why it also reminded me a lot of Huang Da Sul mm-hmm. and I even thought yeah. that it kind of reminded me of Strongberry a little yeah. just because yeah. yeah I was thinking that too it's like they obviously don't have this huge budget but they mm. did everything perfectly it really with what they did have kind of yeah mm. So I, you could just tell. It feels like a student film almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but in a good way, not in a, in a shitty way. Yeah. <laughs> like, Obviously. It's, just, it's like you said, it really is like you could tell they put passion in it. Like, it's a passion mm-hmm. project for sure. Yeah. I know I saw some people arguing if things were in it intentionally or not. Like, they were t- talking about, okay, mm-hmm. the wetsuit that they put on in mm-hmm. the beginning. He jumped over, like, he didn't take the wetsuit he could take on himself but the one that he could help him with and that was just like a sort of like an unconscious choice to be close to him Mm -hmm. and I think that was they did that on purpose they were like details like those and like the when they're walking on the beach and their steps match Mm -hmm. 
Like, I think Mm. all of that was super intentional. And it's just like, because of their passion to like every detail of everything they were doing, they cared enough to put in these like little things that you wouldn't like normally notice but it's a part of life like we do these small unconscious choices every day and we don't think about it yeah 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 there's so many little details and like little aspects that kind of tie into the symbolism that i think kayla had kind of mentioned before especially with like the beach scenes and stuff Mm -hmm. but yeah i just really feel like everything that they did was done for a reason and even like I feel like some of the editing choices that in other shows, like, would have looked weird just Mm -hmm. worked in this show because of the way that they were telling the story. Like, going back to the episode with after Jihan's accident, like, the whole first, like, 15 minutes of the story were in this, like, really muted, like, color palette. Like, they kind of, like, sucked all the color out of things because we didn't know what happened to Jihyun. Like they really Mm -hmm. had people like they Mm -hmm. led you to believe that he was dead basically. And then when like it switched over to him being like, Oh, he was just in a bad accident and he was in the hospital. It like flipped back to that, like kind of typical, like bright coloring that was like used throughout the rest of the show. And so like, I feel like it could feel like kind of abrupt in some cases, but they really tied it into I think the emotions that Jay Wan especially was feeling in regards to the accident and blaming himself for it and that tying back into the trauma with his younger Mm -hmm. brother. So like some of that stuff that I feel like wouldn't have worked in another show or would have like made another show look, I don't know if cheaper is the right word. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. But like, I don't know, like the editing would have looked out of place in other places, but it just worked for the way that they told this story, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. At one point, I was sort of afraid that they were going to go, like, in the beginning, that they were going to go the route of the, like, the usual, like, sad, queer stories. Like, mm. everyone dies. Bye. <laughs> I literally <laughs> had God. this thought of what if Jaywan is imagining all of this? <laughs> that was a big theory. That was one of the big theories yeah. that he had imagined it all. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Or that, I'm glad you know, it wasn't like, like so that, but... mad. I would have so had died mad. in the accident and like we were just looking back like on his memories with him that he was like talking about in therapy or something. <sighs> like at some point like I can think that that would be heartbreaking and sort of beautiful in its own way, but I would have been so mad. Like yeah. <laughs> me too. Don't. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I like my little happy endings, okay? I do see like a couple people that were like they missed out on an opportunity to make like a very beautifully done tragic love story kind of thing. We have enough queer tragic. Thank you. (laughs) And like going back to the like characteristics of BL, like BL has a happy ending for the most Mm -hmm. part. So like that's like one of the things that sets BL apart from a lot of other medias. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like they find a way to bring that happy ending around for the couple. Yeah. So like, and yeah. I appreciate that it it felt well-timed. Like I didn't feel like we were just rushing into getting like 10 minutes of bliss with them in the last like mm-hmm. 15 minutes of the show type thing. Like it, yeah. it, the pacing of it all really worked out. So yeah. yeah. God, when you were saying that, I just started thinking like even until we meet again, which is yeah. basically about two people suiciding you have a happy ending they, for they, them. They got closure for them, yeah. And yeah. Their little, like, vision it's such a BL yep. thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> such a okay. K-drama oh. thing, too, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... No, I'm glad yeah. it. I'm glad it ended well. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I, I would have been too ruined if we did get an actual tragic ending. Like, I wouldn't yeah. have been able to handle mm. that. Yeah. No. I would refuse to watch it. Yeah. There's one... Like, going along with the thing that you said, Alexa, where some choices would have made other shows feel cheaper, that's mm-hmm. how I feel about some of the transitions that they do from scene to scene. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I noticed that they do a lot of, like, zooming in and out. And so I remember, ugh, I forget what scene it was, but they were doing a slow zoom on something and then mm-hmm. it cut to the next scene before the motion like stopped mm-hmm. or finished mm-hmm. and i was like wait was that was that intentional did they go like oh shit we don't have enough footage because i've been in that <laughs> position before yeah. <laughs> i was like oh shit was that yeah. intentional but when you take into account like we said all the little details i think it kind of makes sense that sometimes mm-hmm. the transitions felt very abrupt yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And I don't know, like, we could just be totally pulling it out our asses and maybe they were just like, <laughs> did not literally. have the footage. Yeah, no, but we literally need to talk like, to oh. the directors. Like, it, it felt didn't... like it worked. Like, it felt yeah, like it was intentional. It so even if they didn't do it intentionally, like, I feel like it worked out in their favor anyways. Yeah, yeah. I do hope, like, that the directors and writers do more BL because mm-hmm. I think they're onto something and I think they can lend some variety in a very, very straight and narrow path that yeah. BL has usually. Like, it's, it's just very- something so different from the KBL that we typically mm-hmm. see. But yeah, they've been hinting a lot on social media about like more episodes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's like something that they're actually planning or if they're just trying to like, you know, keep the hype going for the show. But it does seem like they really want to do more, like the director and stuff like that. It seems like they really want to, even if it's not more of the eighth sense like i feel like Mm. they're really trying to like establish a place within the industry they're Um, very involved in everything mm -hmm. they do and they're very involved in like fandom space and promoting and all of that and that sort of tells me that this is something they want to push more they want Mm -hmm. to try more and it's not just like a monetary money (laughs) grab but that sort of we Mm -hmm. can see that in in the show itself like this Mm -hmm. isn't just like a one-time deal for them and and i often i feel like a lot of the directors and stuff coming into the bl space just do it for the monetary clout most of them do like a good job and the representation is good and whatnot but it feels very like yeah i'm just gonna go in here and do my job and that's Mm -hmm. it so i'm glad that we have some people in this space that actually sought out the space and want to use it and respect it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it feels very authentic and like yeah. the audience can tell when you're being authentic or not. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I really yeah. do appreciate how they've been engaging with fans and like on social media and promoting the show, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Even gave the show, they, they gave the fans of the show a fandom name, which I thought was really funny. I think it what was it, like Free Birds or something is what they decided on. Oh. But like they had fans oh. like suggest and vote on a fandom name. So Cute. yeah, it's just been really cool to see how they're reacting to people's reactions to the show and Mm -hmm. the way people have gotten involved in the show. And it really does feel like they want to expand and do more either in the eighth sense universe or just in the genre in general. So I'm looking forward and like, hopefully I really hope this series has an impact so people can. I would really love them to expand on the eighth sense universe with the girls that's why Avery was so protective of that one guy trying to hit on Bitna all the yeah. time aside oh. from the fact that he was creepy <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was a major creep I will say I am hailing you Juana as my bisexual queen because she read very sapphic and then like in the final episode they mm-hmm. had her making out with June Pyo which I was like that's fine. So she's now bisexual in my head. Um, but it was interesting because, like, 
I was actually didn't know if I would like, this is kind of a tangent, Aerie and Bitna in the earlier eps, because they made that comment about how like, Yoon Wan looks like she doesn't like men because of like the way she dresses and presents herself. Yeah. Um, and I was like, ooh, I did not love that comment. But no. at the same time, like, Aerie and Jay Wan did seem like they had very like lesbian gay best friend solidarity. So like, I was kind of like headcanning <laughs> Yoon Wan as a lesbian, but. Now I had canon her as bisexual. Oh God! You know that comment provoked me. Like that I was just like, that's do we really dress thought... for men? Is that our life to that's only why... look good for men? And they like, did a what really the f- good job. I really thought I would hate Ari because of that comment, and then like the start mm-hmm. of her like thinking they made you think she was heading on Jihyun, but she actually turned out to be like a really good friend to him. So, but yeah, I did that comment was just like. Yeah, that is so broken. Like, some of the beauty standards and s- mm-hmm. stuff in Korea really, really annoys me. And like I do remember... If you're remember, not hyper-feminine, then you must be gay, basically. Yeah. I do remember sometimes during, like, some of the episodes, I did, like, catch myself going, like, oh, that was not a great comment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, beauty standards are... And, like, I don't know, maybe they were, like, trying to make commentary on that on purpose by, like, yeah, but having I, those it comments did, in it there. Yeah, but it did feel like an off-the-cuff comment that mm-hmm. wasn't addressed. And yeah. it, so it didn't really, Go it anywhere. didn't become a commentary yeah. because they yeah, were ignoring true. the fact that they made such a, like, yeah, charged <laughs> comment yeah. without, yeah. There was a lot like of that with the, the bar owner. Mm, actually yeah. a lot of that like saying that she favors the handsome guys and even <laughs> yeah. like keeping the restaurant open to feed <laughs> jaywon because he's handsome <sighs> there was a I, lot I, of that with uh, her especially in, like in k-dramas and stuff there's so much of that there's so much like oh you're handsome you have to be like perfect you're probably good at everything because you're good looking and it's just stop (laughs) like who wrote this this is not what people think in real life (laughs) well not here at least (laughs) yeah i mean there's definitely like a general beauty standard that you know like prettier people do everything better pretty privilege and stuff like that but Mm. yeah it definitely is more severe in other places and so yeah 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 i don't know like We have talked Mm. a lot about how a lot of these things felt intentional, but kind of like with Pixie says, there wasn't really the follow through on it, but maybe that was like kind of trying to be a reflection of real society in that way that like these comments are just kind of like one off things that people make in everyday life. Yeah, I don't think like anyone from South Korea would react to a comment like that. That's what I was thinking. I don't even think it's like something that was in their mind. <laughs> like they're just writing yeah, dialogue. I don't. Not at all. It's just like something that people comment on others' appearances a lot. So that yeah. is obviously yeah. going to show up in a show. Yeah. I don't really think there was any meaning behind adding it no. or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, can't be perfect. I will say this like the coloring that they choose to use and like that they didn't like whitewash these boys was appreciated (laughs) yeah a lot of the kbls do have that very like airbrushed filter that they put on like every single show and i feel like this one did not at least not to the Mm. same degree it like it didn't feel like 
they were being like whitewashed beyond hell and back so you know everything looked very natural i feel like Mm. i feel like every time they put like this like white filter over anyone who watches bl will know what i mean i feel like the story becomes like very sterile like it gives me like hospital vibes right away (laughs) and i'm just like I can barely watch it, <laughs> like, honestly. I am being blinded by this filter. Yeah. I had, like, the worst I can think of is the Kevin on Turbo. They did the Japanese remake of, or the Thai oh, remake of the love Japanese. area, or Love. Love Stage. Love Stage, oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. That was mm. painful. Like, everything was just bright. And it was just... It's like you're no. looking at fluorescent lights all the time. Yeah. It was <laughs> Yeah, it's really so hard to bad. watch. But no, I didn't really feel like that at all with this one. No, so. no, this didn't have like everything felt like it was a little bit darker, but it felt like what I said, I think one of the reasons why I keep coming back to saying like it reminds me of Scandinavian shows is mm-hmm. because they use like natural coloring on they don't filter out people's colors in, yeah. in shows in Scandinavia. So that's where, like, most of my, like, feelings around like that visually, comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we did kind of talk about the director a little bit. Warner mm-hmm. de Plus- I'm, I'm not German, so. <laughs> Warner de Plusis. I'm sure I butchered the fuck out of that pronunciation. And then it was also co-directed by Beck Inu, who was the person who had produced for To My Star, I believe, was the one mm. that he had. Yeah, To My Star was what he mm. produced on. I'm really curious, like, and maybe they've talked about it before, like, how they came to work together. Like, I don't know right. if Warner is, like, a German person who lives in Korea or, like, if mm. he specifically is here for this project. I'm sure that he's talked about it at some point. I know that he's done, like, a lot of Q&As and stuff about the show, but it just, like, it, it felt, like, so... I don't know if random's the right word, but, like, right. I just never expected, like, this a German Korean person and to German be the director. working <laughs> yeah, together like, on a BL. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, like, really curious to learn, like, how they came to work together and, like, how mm-hmm. that happened, but... I don't know. However they came together, like, I'm glad that it happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it would be an interesting thing to sort of get to know about them. Like, how did they even get to where they were, they are? Yeah. If he has talked about it and uh, we just missed it, like, let us know Mm. in the comments, like, what interview or Q&A it was discussed in. Because I feel like it's would probably be like a really interesting story to hear but yeah like i genuinely want to speak to these two Mm -hmm. like it would be so interesting yeah the eighth sense team just hit us up our email is in the emails in the description (laughs) where we're at your beck and call (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i don't really have much else to say on the directing because i feel like we've kind of talked about it throughout the whole discussion because it was such a something that really set the show apart i feel like a lot of the directing choices that were made so and i feel like that even flows into the ost because as far as Mm -hmm. i know they didn't release any official soundtracks for the show but i know that they put out on social media like the playlist that they listened to as they were like planning and writing and it's very very indie like particularly this k Korean indie band called Wetter, or W-E-T-T-E-R, 
was a lot of their tracks, I guess, were listened to and influenced. And they do have a very, like, beachy kind of, like, indie vibe. So it kind of fits in with, like, the surfing theme and the water theme that is used throughout the story. But, yeah, so they did put the playlist of, like, the songs that they used for inspiration while they were planning and writing. I thought it was very interesting. And I don't know if it was, like, there was a reason that they chose not to release any OSTs or they just, like, didn't have the budget or something to do that but i don't know it was cool to listen to the playlist and kind of like hear what kind of songs inspired them i have to say as a conan gray stan i absolutely lost my fucking mind when they used the story and that whole scene i cried (laughs) i cried during that scene like oh Oh my my god As soon as he said, like, oh, it's the story by Conan Gray. Oh, my gosh. I was like, that's, like, one of my favorite, probably my favorite Conan Gray song, too. I was like, oh, my gosh. This is amazing. Can I say what I find really interesting when we were talking about the Korean band Wetter? Mm -hmm. Like, the background, when you think about the director being German and this K band having a German name for their band... Interesting. Weather means weather in German. Ah, okay. Hmm. I wonder if that's like an intentional thing. Yeah. I mean, if like if they have German inspiration, I guess like a German guy who works in Korea would obviously know about them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, that's super interesting. I'm really interested if it was like... But I can't imagine what else, why else would they call themselves that? <laughs> I pull up their K-pop profiles. It's my go-to site for information. <laughs> oh, there's no information about them yeah. here at all. They're oh. so, they're so small. Yeah, that's the thing with Korean indie bands is like, they don't get the same amount of like information put out about them as like k-pop mm. artists obviously that's really interesting i wonder if there is like a connection between them because or if he just felt like because like wetter also like water is wet obviously so it all kind of ties back into that water symbolism i don't know i feel like this show has <laughs> me thinking so existentially about like every little detail right. like why did they choose seriously yeah i just kind of feel like they seem like the directors seem like they're artistic types enough Mm -hmm. to kind of find this like indie band that has like a german name that means weather (laughs) and it ties into like the show and the unruly weather and when they're surfing and water and yeah no i'm just saying I'll connect dots if they dots don't exist. (laughs) Like Like, I will connect it. It's like that BuzzFeed unsolved meme that's like, I've connected the dots. You haven't connected shit. (laughs) (laughs) I can just imagine like if one of them watches this episode and they're like, wrong, wrong, everything's wrong, everything is. Well, that's why they need to come on and talk to us. Exactly. How wrong we're please come on and tell us we're wrong. Or preferably tell tell these people that I am right. (laughs) But (laughs) No, we're not saying you're wrong. (laughs) 
No, Heather said everyone interprets things differently. And I feel like that really is at the core of this is that you could think of so many different explanations for everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't really think a particular one is going to be all the way correct. Like the right one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it definitely feels like the kind of thing where they want to see as many different interpretations and understanding of the product that they put out as product. Yeah, it is a product. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It felt like too capitalistic to me. (laughs) (laughs) Of the art that they put out, like they want to see as many interpretations and understandings of it as possible. So Mm -hmm. I feel like they would appreciate like people viewing different symbols in different ways and kind of getting into the nitty gritty of discussing what they yeah. think things meant. So Yeah, I mean it's it like the largest compliment you can get when you've created something is like people taking it and putting their own meanings to mm-hmm. it and own experiences to it. Like that's how you create something mm-hmm. that lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. To wrap it up, did you guys have like a favorite overall scene or moment in the show that really sticks out as one that okay. you like yes. as your favorite? <laughs> like ahead, full disclosure, I didn't actually like haven't yet finished everything because I've been yeah. sick. Like I've been, I've but... been dying. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Pixie um, came back my... from the dead just to record this episode. <laughs> yes, you're gonna hear my voice isn't back yet. My favorite favorite scene is when they're walking down the street and they the hands. Mm, yeah. Oh my gosh, what I just oh, what episode was that? I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it was yeah. very early on third i don't yeah i think it would be the third or fourth episode yeah yeah it was pretty early on yeah i mean they kissed in episode three so i'm pretty sure it must have been episode it was three right because, before i think oh was it right, right before, before the, right before on the, the beach kid. well no mm-hmm. actually it was after wasn't it so because they were like at, they were in the street three. weren't they i think it was episode four or five yeah okay yeah four then probably i don't think i watched five yet it must have been episode four. <laughs> we'll go with four. <laughs> episode three started with them kissing at the beach and then went from there. So it was either later right. in episode three. Well, but J1 was avoiding wait. him a lot in episode three. So Yeah, I can't remember. But you guys know which scene I'm talking about. We've narrowed about. it down yeah. to two episodes yeah. it could be in. So <laughs> you know the one. <laughs> yeah. Oof. I'm trying yeah. to think now. I asked this. There was and- so much tension in just that, mm-hmm. like yeah mm-hmm. and just the hands like how much how much feelings can you get just from watching someone someone's hands and it it said so much like yeah. that oh that made me think of one the wetsuit scene mm. <sighs> that oh, was tension. like in the shower that, yeah that the shower oh. scene and the one where he's like helping him put the wetsuit on right and he's like kneeling in front of Oh my god, there was like oh, so yeah. much tension Oh my god, there. that was... <laughs> was like, um... Like, dude, Hello? we all know what you're thinking. <laughs> but like, the shower scene too, and the way they like choose these like close-up shots of like just like the eyes and mouth and them like looking mm-hmm. at each other. Mm-hmm. Those scenes were so well done and they were like so, so intimate so and tense. Tension. 
Ooh, so much tension. Mm-hmm. You could literally feel Ji Hyun's longing <laughs> in those scenes. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. it was yeah. that was a lot. I honestly think that my favorite scene was when he sends him the Conan Gray song, and then he sees that, that he finally read his messages, yeah. and then they go run and kiss each other because it's so dramatic. Beautiful. And the music perfect, choice perfect. perfect. I love like yeah. Jaywon like speed walking towards the camera <laughs> listening to conan gray this, i love the it gay experience speed walking while it listening is. to conan gray oh my gosh no therapy no just listen to conan gray i'm telling <laughs> conan you gray. i think that really was my yeah. favorite scene yeah that one was really good yeah, I think the the wetsuit one for me was just like stuck out as the most like I was like holding my breath during that scene. I also really liked the at the beach. Which one am I thinking of? Well, the second time they went to the beach and they were there like when they were camping out on the camp when they were at the beach camping out on the beach and just like on the blanket together and just like oh. i don't know they just had so many like quiet intimate moments and he was mm. yeah i mean it it all felt so natural it's just like the natural hesitant hesitance you have mm-hmm. with like a unknown love like you mm-hmm. don't even know you what don't even know what it feeling. is like yeah like you can't describe what it is like yeah no it was so good so good yeah, yeah so good so everyone who's watching and listening also tell us your favorite scenes which one stuck out to you the most or had like the most impact on you mm-hmm. i feel like there's a lot more that i have in my brain that like just i wasn't mm-hmm. thinking of right now so i'd be curious to see what ones stuck out for other people yeah yeah any final yeah. thoughts before we really wrap it up I just have to say, like, this has show has, like, great rewatch value. Mm, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely go back to it again. At mm-hmm. least parts of it, for sure. Yeah. 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 All right, well. I really liked this series. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have anything really bad to say about it, so it's definitely up there for me. I don't think it's, like, I would put it in, like, top for kbls maybe because like <laughs> Wang Da Sul's shows are still like yeah i don't know if it's same, top that same. for me but <laughs> it's up there because it feels the same mm. so i guess we know what kind of korean bls i like to yeah. gravitate towards but mm, yeah yeah so yeah it's the same for me like obviously like to my star Together. and semantic error <laughs> do have like really they have had so much time in my head to really yeah. like they like nestled in your heart yeah yes yeah. so the eight cents need to get some more time i to, feel like, like i'm still processing it like it, it just ended so i feel like yeah. I, i'm still like processing like everything that i watched so mm-hmm. i feel like yeah. i'll be able to settle on more of like a place for it maybe once i have processed it a bit more but yeah this yeah. discussion definitely did help I mean, if we're going to talk about the best shows of the year, Ooh, it's up there. then it's definitely yeah, It's up way there. up there so. for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 Yes. All right. Well, that is it for our deep dive of The Eighth Sense. Let us know what you thought about the show. And like I said earlier, like share your favorite scenes or moments with us in the comments or over on our social media. If you enjoyed the discussion, make sure to like and comment and subscribe. It all really helps out with the algorithm. 
Also sharing with your friends. Share it with the 8th Sense social media. Tweet it at them. Send it to them on Instagram. Let's see if we can make an interview happen somewhere here. We would love to chat with the directors or the cast or like anyone involved. Mm-hmm. So if you guys can help make that happen for us, it'd be really cool. But yeah, it all really helps us out. So any sharing and commenting and liking that you can do is always appreciated. Mm-hmm. And thank you for joining us this week. And we will see you guys again next week. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) This is an episode, review episode. Oh, that's right. This is Alexa territory. Mm. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.